Good morning and welcome to Memorial United Methodist Church. Glad to see each one of you here today. And before I do any announcements, I just want to take one moment to welcome the Greer High School Chorus. That's who all these folks are up here. And I want to thank Jessica Bollinger, who is the director. And I want us to express our appreciation to all the beautiful music they're going to do for us right now before they even get started. Let's welcome. Thank you. I have several announcements, so sit back. It's like some one of these days with lots of announcements. If you have, uh, if you don't know already, today is the day we have the Make a Swish uh, 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 campaign, and it's at four o'clock today. Now, you confirmands, we will be over there at four, but at 4:30 we'll move over for our confirmation class that begins today. But if you have a completed Swish uh, Swish pledge card, please put it in the offering plate when the offering plate comes by. I also want to remind you of a couple other things. One is that there'll be no other Sunday night programs night because of this. Plus, rem remind you that the first Wednesday supper is this week at, from 5.30 to 7. There's also that next Sunday is Big Hug Sunday. And next Sunday also, the bishop will be here for a listening session at Aldersgate United Methodist Church from three to five, and he was going around to the districts, giving the laity and clergy an opportunity to ask him questions and for him to talk about uh, visions and planning for our conference. So it's a great opportunity to come and meet the bishops. I hope some of you will come and, and do that. Also a reminder that there's a family fun outing plan to go to the Greenville Road Warriors hockey game, and there's more information about that in the bulletin. I just want to call your attention to that. And then the last one I want to bring your attention to is um, please make uh, plans to come and be part of next week's service. It's a celebration of God's love to us and our love to each other as expressed in our relationships. And I want to make a special invitation to those widows and widowers out there because we will remember your faithful journey during this service. And we who are still on the journey need your witness uh, we are still trying to make our journeys, and we need witness of those who've completed their journeys. Anyway, trust that God will bless you greatly in His service, and I hope I'll see all of you here next Sunday for that. One of the happier things that I get to do is to, to welcome people into a fellowship. And today I'd like to welcome Jerry Falal and Thomas Riley. If they'd just come up here and stand for a moment and let us officially welcome them As they're making their way up here, let me just say that they have both uh, uh, done all the things required to do to become official members in our congregation. And we, are, we just want to have them stand here in front of you so you can see them and welcome them officially afterwards. They've been attending for a while, but they've made it official. And we just congratulate, congratulate Thomas and Jerry on their uh, decision to commit to Memorial United Methodist Church as a full member. Congratulations, congratulations, and let us express our congratulations to them. Thank you. I believe I've got through all those announcements that I had and I did not want to forget. Just give me one minute to make sure because 
I don't want someone to fuss at me later that I forgot an announcement. But I believe I have them all here. No children's handbells tonight. Okay. Let us begin our worship. Oh 
Let us pray together. O Lord our God, we ask that you would bless us so we may bless others. We ask that you expand our territory so we may be kingdom builders. We pray that your hand would be with us so that our hands could be a help to others. And we ask that you would keep us from evil so that we would not cause pain to anyone. We pray in your name. Amen.
let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Please be seated and let our children come forward now as we have some children's time. something to share with you and I want to um, let you start thinking about what you think um, sin is. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to share some samples of what you think sin is. Mm. Anything you think or say or do that God wouldn't want us to do. Okay, and I have brought a hard-boiled egg And so I want you to start thinking and telling me things that maybe anybody could do that God wouldn't want us to do. <laughs> there you go. With doing something without asking permission from our parents that might be dangerous, right? Okay. Found my pen. I got buried. Okay. What else could we do that might not be so good that our parents and God would want us to do. Okay? <laughs> okay. Keep talking. We can keep telling. Very good. Okay? What else are you going to say? Ooh, hitting someone. Definitely. Can you hold that higher so that they can hear? Okay. So we've said doing something without asking permission, loving another God, hitting someone. <laughs> Not climbing a high tree. <laughs> yeah, that might hurt our parents too, right? To see us way up high and if we fail. Okay. No stealing, definitely. Y'all are fast. I'm slow. You know, I'm getting up. Um, no, I'm getting on the roof. Definitely do not climb on a roof. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't climb the water. <laughs> but Sarah wants cans. <laughs> Definitely. But Don't climb the water. Yes. Don't climb the water. Okay. That would be bad with a lighter. <laughs> yeah, we don't want any fires at home. With no lighters. No. What about being kind to others? Yes. Okay, so if we hurt someone else's feelings, are we sinning against God? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, it's super um, fast. Is this egg getting messy? Yes. Yeah. I think I need a couple more things on there. Y'all said a lot of things, and I didn't get... To write as fast. You are big on safety, and, aren't you? And you fought, <laughs> and if you got burned, it hurt you, and you got <laughs> on you, and you had a red booger. It was bleeding up. Okay. All right, now I'm going to let you each touch the egg, and you tell me what it feels like, okay? All right. What did it feel like? It is hard. It is cold. Hot. It's hot right now? It was hot yesterday. And it can open. It can open. It is kind of smelly right now. Like it smells like a hard-boiled egg. Like well, you smell the marker, too. So this is like our heart when we are sinning. It's hard, and it's cold, and it's not loving. Okay? So we're thinking about the egg is like our heart. When we are sinning, our heart is cold and hard. Now we're going to peel it. Okay. How are you going to peel I've it? I've done this one time. Oh. oh All right. There's something in there. We're going to put the, the remnants inside oh. that bag, okay? <laughs> oh, it's working. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you touch it for me? Touch where the, the peel's gone. Can you touch it? It's real smooth. It is smooth. Can you touch it? I didn't feel it. Oh, man. Do you want to touch it now? Well, not today. <laughs> All right. It does feel smooth. Okay. So how did the egg change? How did it change? It cooled. The other one was hard and the Okay, so it got smooth. Was it softer? And squishy, yeah, it's kind of squishy too. So when, when we pray and we ask for forgiveness of our sins, then our heart changes too, doesn't it? Who takes away our sins and who, who makes everything better for us? Right. So when we pray and we, we make those changes and we ask for forgiveness of our sins, it's like the egg. All the dirtiness goes away, the hardness goes away, and our heart becomes soft and we can be warm and loving again. Okay? All right. So let's say a prayer and then I've got a treat for you, okay? Dear God, Dear 
Please help us to make good choices. And when we know we have sinned, ask for forgiveness. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 8. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom who are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. The word of God for the people of God.
Let us pray. O God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O Lord, our God, you are our refuge, you are our hope, our trust. We come this day offering our songs of thanksgiving and praise. And from the very beginning of our life, you have sustained us with your goodness that does not fail. But we must confess this day, O God, that we have not been the people you've called us to be. You have loved us into being that we might love one another, and, and yet we often hate. When we hear things that convict us of our sin, we, we despise the messenger. We pour out our words that sound good, but when they're not grounded in love, we just end up making noise. Oh God, this day have mercy upon us. Pardon and deliver us. Forgive us our sin so that we might abide in faith and hope and love. Touch us with your Holy Spirit. Deliver us from hesitation and empower us to plant the seed of the gospel of grace into others' hearts. We pray this day, O oh God, that as you incline your ear to our supplications, we have many who are listed on our prayer list that we want to pray for. We want to pray for three of our congregation who are in, who've had surgery this week and some remain still in the hospital. We pray for Becky and Beverly and Catherine. We pray, O oh God, now for all those who are in our hearts and minds. We pray, O oh God, that you'd rescue all those who are suffering this day from distress, whether it's the body, the mind, or the spirit. And we pray that in your pure and infinite love that you grant peace to those who are dying this day and comfort those who will mourn them. We pray, O oh Lord, and lift up all present here and all their families and friends that are connected to them. And we pray and know that you hear us, O oh Lord. Help us to accept your good and perfect will as we trust you, O oh God, into their care. And so we pray now in the name of the one who taught us to pray, joining our voices and our spirits in one voice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We unite Methodists believe that giving is an act of worship. So let us say thank you now to God as our ushers come forward to receive our tithes and our offerings.
please be seated. Our scripture lesson today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Please give attention to the reading of God's holy word. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake Galilee with the people crowding around Him and listening to the Word of God, He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. And He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked Him to put out a little from shore. Then He sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when He had finished speaking, He, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came, and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. And for he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch people. And so they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, thank you this day for Your Spirit that is with us. We thank You for the gift of song that is so wonderfully being expressed by these students. We thank You, O Lord, that all this is to Your glory and to Your glory only. And we pray now that Your Holy Spirit would enable us to understand that the fish heard will we. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. I think some of my favorite passages of Scripture are along the lake shore of Galilee. Uh, the ones prior to and the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and of course the ones after His resurrection, His resurrection appearances, I love them all. But I especially like this one. It is one of the more memorable scenes in the entire Bible. And here we have Luke's account of the calling of the first disciples and this miraculous catch of fish. Now, it seems to me that any fisherman and his partners who have a fishing business could see several advantages in what had just happened. But as they struggle to bring in this great catch of fish, we hear Simon Peter actually tell his new benefactor to go away. Go away. And you know, this is the condition that we find ourselves in. In God's economy, grace is freely given, but is not always freely accepted. That is our human condition. Sometimes we want to hoard grace. We want to keep it all for ourselves, for our gain 
only. And other times we're so frightened by grace that we want to send it away. And when we come in contact with the divine presence and this offer of unconditional grace, more often than not, we're like Peter at first. We want to shrink from it. Because we become like Peter, acutely aware of our own unworthiness. Now Peter's experience of this divine moment also resulted in a clear grasp of Jesus' identity. And this often occurs to people when participating in something, they don't realize that God is going to be present there, but lo and behold, God shows up. This often happens within our worship experiences and things like reaffirmation of baptism and, and the Holy Supper, the communion, the mysterious presence of Christ in the elements of bread and wine. You see, grace is not only freely given, but it's given to us in ways we would not ordinarily expect. And that's an important thing to be reminded of today. Jesus continuously offers Himself to us in lots of different ways. And then He waits. He hangs around and waits patiently for a response. Oftentimes we do fear and hold back. But if you are listening, you'll hear Jesus say something that is the refrain continuously throughout the Scripture. He said, do not be afraid. And this has been the continuous message of Christ's church throughout all the generations. In spite of those who want to put an asterisk with exceptions to it, my friends, grace is the word that God uses over and over and over, and it's the action that He uses over and over and over. Ever since the rainbow was set in the sky, ever since the angels announced the birth of Jesus Christ, grace has been that one main line that's repeated over and over again. Never again do we need to be afraid. Romans 8.1 clearly says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the forgiving grace that sets aside forever the bad news of fearing God and the good news that we've been reconciled to God. And when Jesus invited Simon Peter and James and John and others to come along on an adventure of a lifetime, Jesus was enlisting women and men in the restoration of God's rule of love and grace. We have been offered a job. A job. A job on that grace-filled boat. Think about this one more time. Think about the scene. A night of hard work. And yet, no success. Nets empty. They were depressed. They were disappointed. They were dirty. They were smelly. They were low and exhausted. And we know how they feel. We know how they felt. We've been there. We know what it's like to try our very best to do all that we know to do, and yet to still come up short, to fail. 
The discouragement, the self-doubt during such times is profound. But what is so important is to know and to realize that Jesus met them where they were. He met them in the condition that they were in at the moment. And that's important. Jesus will meet us where we are. You know, the thing is, is that not only have we experienced those times, we've also experienced the opposite. We've also experienced nets full of fish. We've experienced success beyond our wildest imaginations. We have experienced that and found joy. But what God is saying to us through the Scriptures and through Jesus Christ today is simply this, is that it doesn't really matter, you see. As good as it might be to be on top, ever since the beginning, the Father has made it crystal clear that people are more important than success. They're more important than fish, you see. They're more important than the success of stocks and bonds or property or cars or boats, you name it. People are more important. People are more important than success. People are more important than counting the successes, counting the fish, or the mistakes, the sins, or anything else that might keep us from experiencing grace. And it's this point when Jesus has shown up where they are in the midst of both famine and feast that He tells us to walk away from it all and to understand that true success is found as a servant in God's kingdom. My friends, neither our sins nor our successes truly count. What truly counts is how we respond to this offer of grace. Do we trust and believe Jesus when He says for us not to be afraid? Do we believe and trust when He tells us not to keep score? Do we believe and trust when Jesus says, come and, and receive my grace, even before we've done one thing right? Do we believe and trust that Jesus can provide nourishment for us along the journey through, through all kind of surprising ways? Or do we still live in doubt? And we send Jesus away so we can count every fish caught or lost, tallying our scorecards and judging between ourselves who is better or worse than the other. My friends, today the God of creation is still sitting in that boat calling all creatures to come to Him. And it's a call that's repeated many ways and many places. And the fact of the matter is, some will accept and others will not. But for those who accept, the Apostle Paul has some wonderful words for us in 2 Corinthians that I want to paraphrase. He says that this gift is from God. We didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. And what God was doing was reconciling us to Himself through Christ. And because of that, He's given to us a job. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Not a ministry of condemnation, but reconciliation. God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting the trespasses and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
And since God is making His appeal to us, Paul says, we should be thankful and not be afraid and understand what a great gift it is to be reconciled with God. Be thankful where God has worked in your life. Be thankful that God has not just given you this gift and reconciled you, but God has says, I want you to come and work with me. I want you to be part of it. I want you to come and be on this board, this on board, this, this grace-filled boat. And it doesn't matter whether you're a deckhand or you get to be the captain. The bottom line is you're on that boat. And that's a great blessing. Because God made Christ Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become right before God. The effectiveness of this statement, my friends, is played out each time we share the hope of the gospel of grace with someone, the good news. And for as sure as the fish hear the Creator's voice, think about this, the fish heard the Creator's voice and they started to gather around the boats. And just as sure as the testimony of the eyewitnesses that you heard read in the first Scripture, and just as sure as the continuing proclamation of Christ's holy church, and just as sure as the sign of Jesus' presence with us in the bread and the cup, we too have received the same grace, the same offer of unconditional love. The question is, the fish heard, will we? And so they left everything and followed Him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.
receive now the blessings of God. May the love of God and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and may the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen.